the podcast, also known as the Godcast, because we talk about God. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome to Theology Doesn't Suck. My name is Andy Herman. I apologize for that terrible, terrible joke I tried to make there. Uh, with me is my lovely co-host, Josh Patterson. Aw, lovely. Lovely. Nice. Yeah, you're lovely, Josh. You're Thank beautiful. You. You're a beautiful you. man. I needed I that. I, I needed know. that today. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. You know, it's always good to give a compliment and make someone smile. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> today, um, we are we are recording an episode I'd like to call our our Christmas fiesta extravaganza. Whoa. Um. Which that name sounds a lot cooler than the episode probably will be. But today, we just thought we would take an episode to have some fun. Uh, We're going to be talking about Christmas and all sorts of things Christmas-related. So it'll be a little bit of a a lighter episode in the sense that we're not going to necessarily be getting into the weeds theologically. Although, who knows where the episode will take us. I mean, maybe we'll end up getting into a debate or something. The Um, theology of how the Grinch stole Christmas yeah or the theology (laughs) of the grinch maybe that's the episode we should do the theology of the grinch that could be cool yeah it is interesting you know in the movie the grinch there's like no reference to christianity at all even though it's all about christmas yeah i Uh, thought i saw the gospel coalition put out an article about that (laughs) and like um i they usually do maybe maybe i was just being a jerk but like i commented i was like really guys like lighten up like it's not claiming to be a theology movie. It's not claiming to be a Christian movie. It's silly. I don't think that they're. <laughs> I don't think that they're saying you can't enjoy the movie, though. I sure. think they're just analyzing some of the messages underneath for when you do think about it more deeply. Mm. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Sure. But I mean, I don't know. I know you're not the biggest fan of the Gospel Coalition. Well, I don't. Do, or, I, I mean, I follow them and I read their articles. I like. I I like them. I just think sometimes they exaggerate stuff. But I mean that's all I don't want to call them a news source because that's not what they are, but all entities such as the Gospel Coalition are going to exaggerate stuff to, you know, or maybe not exaggerate, but have like Keep a bias to fit their, you know, certain perspective. So it's not yeah. I don't fault them for that. Like that's just what they are, but I I enjoy the yeah. Gospel Coalition. Yeah, yeah, they have some good stuff for sure. So, um, just to start us out, Josh, I'm just curious, as we're getting into the holidays, do you have any beloved Christmas traditions uh, with with your wife or your family or anything like that? Well, one that I have that you can't let Noelle know that I secretly (laughs) like doing, because I always complain about it, but secretly I like it. And so this will be a test to see if she listens to the podcast or not. Um, (laughs) so one thing that I actually enjoy is in, uh, and we can't do this actually in Florida, but in Maryland, we would go to like a Christmas tree forest or like a farm thing where they grow Christmas trees and it was cold, but like we would find the tree that was perfect, you know, for our house that we, you know, both were excited about and, um, I'd cut it down with a handsaw and we, you know, take drag it across you know however many acres it was to get back to the the little house where they'd you know net it and shake it so all the loose needles would fall off and you know dump it on top of your your car or whatever and we'd take it home and decorate it i always thought that was a lot of fun 
Hmm. And this so year you we tended to hate it. I did. It's because I hate the <laughs> I hate the cold, and so uh, I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, this sucks. Got to go be cold and blah blah blah." But secretly, I enjoy that. And uh, so I was... in Florida, they they don't grow pine trees. No, not really. They like you can go to <laughs> Christmas tree farms, but basically what it is is like a church will give up their property for however long, and a company will bring a bunch of trees and just kind of have them there. And you can be like, oh, I like this one, but it's it's lame. It's Right, so it's buying, you're not cutting it down. No, yeah, it's just okay. there. And so this year, could actually... cut down a Christmas palm tree? We could. That's a good idea. We Sorry, do... I, I cut you off, though, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. This So this year, we actually, and again, I would always advocate for this, but I actually am also secretly bummed about it. We have a fake tree. Because <laughs> we live in a little, like, uh, I'll call it like a beach bungalow, like this tiny, cute little house <laughs> in yeah. West Palm Beach. And so there wasn't really room for a tree. So we went on Black Friday to Target and got like a six foot tree for like 20 bucks or something like that. So Tam and I also have a, si- I believe, a six foot artificial tree. Nice. We've had that the whole time we've been married. I've actually never done the go out and cut your tree down thing. It's kind of cool, man. I mean, at least for experience, you have like the, yeah, I can, I can the beard and be stuff to be a lumberjack. So I would just go yeah. try it. My brother-in-law always tells me, he's like, when I see your beard and your tattoos and your shirts, like your flannel, like, I just think you must be a really manly man. But then I look down <laughs> at your skinny jeans. <laughs> oh, man. Skinny. I think skinny and jeans make totally... you more manly. And it's not just oh, because thanks. I wear skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah skinny jeans are for tough guys yeah um yeah what about do you guys have any other or do you guys have tradition or anything you do yeah so in albuquerque uh and in other places too but in albuquerque there's this thing that's really popular called luminarias Uh have you heard of those luminarias they're like are they like lanterns kind of like Kind of. So they're little brown paper bags. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you fill the bottom with sand, and then you put a candle in it, and it like lights up. Uh, so luminarias are really popular around here, and so one of our like one of my family like all the time I was growing up and everything, and Tamara and I have continued this. One of our traditions is uh, there's this neighborhood here in Albuquerque where like everyone in the neighborhood goes like super all out with the luminaria so they put them all over their driveway and their yards and their houses they're like everywhere some of them make special shapes and stuff with them or spell out words you know they do all kinds of crazy stuff um and so you can like on christmas eve a lot of people will like drive through that neighborhood with like their car lights on like low just the parking lights just kind of slowly drive through and look at it and it's really beautiful that's pretty cool Uh, so so we do that it's really cool it's a fun experience um and yeah that's that's the big thing for us i mean as far as married stuff we've been moving around since we got married so (laughs) we don't really have any like firmly established traditions as a just as a married couple yeah um but i'm sure over time that will change this year we established the tradition of our cat attacking our christmas tree that's a good one Uh, that's a really good one (laughs) she like loves to attack the ornament she like climbs up it and like starts attacking the ornaments and all kinds of stuff and that's a little crazy yeah katara Uh, used to eat the when we would have real trees katara would try to eat it she doesn't really mess with the fake one i guess because it doesn't smell like anything it smells like plastic i've heard that's a problem with pets yeah. I've heard that's a problem with pets, uh, like eating Christmas trees or drinking the water. Yeah. I've heard it can be really bad. 
yeah dude someone told yeah. me recently that like when you get a live christmas tree you're supposed to feed it sprite for the first couple weeks or something like that what dude yeah okay <laughs> what so my buddy chad told me that and i had never heard that in okay. my life and he looked at me like i was crazy i was like dude <laughs> I've, I've never heard that <laughs> yeah thank you andy see is, chad, is chad has never florida? heard of that heard of that is chad from florida he is well, well, Floridians don't know anything about pine trees, man. They're that's, crazy. That's true. But he's also lived in like a million different places, so I'm not quite sure oh, if it's... Okay. He lived in Florida for a very long time, but he it's like a military kid, <laughs> so I know he lived in Germany for some time. You know what that kind of reminds me of, though? Um, have you seen the movie Idiocracy? I have not. Oh. What is well, that? Well, in that movie, there's like a giant, like a sports drink. I'm not endorsing this movie, by the way. I saw it a long time ago. <laughs> um, just for the record. But there's this like sports drink company called Brano, I think is what the name was. And they've like, Idiocracy, like basically is about the US degenerating where everyone's like super stupid and just like coddled by like these like two corporations that basically run the whole country. Okay. And, you know, like everyone's just stupid and fat and lazy. And, uh, <laughs> It sounds kind of like so American Brano, now. Like basically, Toronto <laughs> has everyone convinced that like their drink is the healthiest thing. It's like kind of like Gatorade. Okay, their drink is like the healthiest thing for everyone and everything. So like in the U.S. all across the country, they've been watering their their crops with with uh, Brano, <laughs> and so like they've had this huge famine because none of the crops are growing. <laughs> and uh, and like there's this guy who's from the past in the movie from like our present, and he goes there. And he's like, he's like, no, you need to use water. And everyone's just like, but Brano's got electrolytes. It's what plants crave. And they're just like, it's just so stupid. But that just reminds me of it. Like feeding Sprite to your Christmas tree seems like a similar thing. <laughs> it sounds wacky, man. I don't know. Yeah. But apparently it works. It, I don't know. Okay. We'll yeah. see about that. Dude, there's a, another tradition that I really like too is I, since I'm like, I'm just a super relational person. So I yeah. always just like, like when I was growing up, my parents always had this thing where we never left the house on Christmas. If people wanted to see us, they'd come to us. And so like okay. my grandparents would stay the night uh, on Christmas Eve. So like we'd wake up and, you know, we get to experience the joys of Santa or whatever with them, uh, which was always yeah. really cool. Um, and then also since I've been, you know, since I started dating Noelle and now that I've been married to her for, um, for a while, we do like a family Christmas as well. Not just the family Christmas that I get to do with my immediate family. Um, but then we also get to do like a family Christmas with Noel's family, um, as nice. well. Yeah. So like, um, that's a lot of fun. And then we get to go to her grandmother's house too, and see all the cousins and stuff like that. And, um, you know, at my house, I get to see my grandparents and, uh, other family members and such like that. So I just, I like seeing family for Christmas. That's probably my favorite I tradition. Yeah, seeing family is just so awesome around that time. And uh, what do yeah, you think about really candlelight awesome. services in church you know, for Christmas Eve? Do you enjoy is, those? Is doing my church is doing one. I do enjoy them. Yeah. So I'm not one of those. I know there are some within the Reformed camp who uh, do not believe that it's appropriate to celebrate things like Christmas and Easter and stuff like really? that. Really? Uh, oh that's yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I definitely do. I think it's totally appropriate, assuming that, uh, you know, it's done in a healthy way and in a way that's like Christ centered and Christ focused and, uh, doesn't like usurp the regular worship rhythm of the church or things like that. Sure. But, 
Um, but yeah, so I love those candlelight services. Uh, this year we're doing one on Christmas Eve, and I believe Christmas Eve is a Monday because Christmas uh, is a Monday. Tuesday. Yeah, so we're gonna do like, for example, not usurping the regular worship rhythm of the church. Like we're gonna have a regular service on that Sunday, right? And then we're gonna have a candlelight service the next day, things like that. So yeah, we're doing that um, too. You guys have that at your church too? Yeah, I so I like I really awesome. like it. I think it's like the candlelight's beautiful, and then everyone sings mm-hmm. Silent Night in the dark with the candles, and it's touching whatever but the only the only argument i would have against candlelight services and it's not a theological one uh i was actually set on fire um (laughs) at a a christmas eve candlelight service when i was in high school yeah i was wearing like a purple flannel shirt and i had one hand in front of me holding the candle and the other one behind my back and it started getting really hot in church (laughs) and i asked my buddy javaska i was like bro is it hot in here he's like nah man and I brought my arm in front of me and my whole sleeve was on fire. And I turn around <laughs> and there's like this, I mean, you know, God bless her, but this super old lady just like totally oblivious, just like hunched over oh, holding her candle. No. She lit me on fire. <laughs> wow. So did that like interrupt the whole service? No, no one noticed, dude, except Javoska was laughing at me. I'm like waving my arm, like trying to pat it out and stuff. And in the midst of that, like us freaking out, the little paper part that keeps the wax from dripping on your hand like javaska like set that part on fire so he throws it on the ground he's like stomping on it and so (laughs) we're singing silent how did this not disrupt the whole church service there was a lot of people i don't know (laughs) but we were singing silent night and it was anything but silent for javaska and i uh (laughs) and How, how ruined was that shirt well i figured out that if i wore it with the sleeves rolled up you couldn't tell Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's a that's a good quality shirt there. Oh yeah, it was, it it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but the <laughs> it was kind of a bummer because it was my favorite flannel shirt, and uh, I've since grown out of it. So yes, I have grown since high so, school. Pop, uh, contrary <laughs> to popular sure? belief. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a note to our listeners: then, if you go to a candlelight service, do not wear your favorite flannel. Correct. That's the whole that's point of this entire you. episode. Yeah. Don't wear your favorite flannel. You can't learn that in seminary, folks. No, that's something that seminary will not teach you. (laughs) (laughs) So diving in, speaking of seminary, I guess, (laughs) diving into kind of a little more, this is going to be a lighter episode, but a little more of the theological aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it'd be appropriate for us to talk just for just a couple minutes, even about uh, why Christmas is such an important celebration in the church. Like what, like, why should we celebrate it in the church, especially when it's become such like a secularized and commercialized holiday? Sure. Um, like, what's what do you think is the value of celebrating Christmas in the church today? Well, for me, I think uh, if you don't celebrate, if there's no Christmas, then there's no Easter. <laughs> oh, you, snap. Mic drop. Boom, episode done. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Walk out. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's that's like this maybe the cheesy Sunday school answer, but I also think it's true, you know? Yeah. Um, and also for me, Christmas is such a beautiful time because uh, just the idea that, cause I mean, you don't find this anywhere else that God, the creator of the universe, the person that, you know, we believe set everything into motion uh, would quote unquote, step down from their throne and become one of us in the most frail form possible. An infant um, is just such a beautiful like, that's just a beautiful thing. To me, that's worth celebrating. And then, like I said, you know, without Christmas, without Jesus being born, 
his ministry doesn't exist, his death, and then, you know, the cooler part, his resurrection never happens. And so Christmas, uh, you know, to use some of N.T. Wright's language, uh, Christmas Uh (laughs) is when, uh, you know, bits of heaven start to break in here on earth now. And then, you know, his life and his ministry, more and more of that happens. And then, uh, you know, with his death and resurrection, the revolution begins where the kingdom of God comes on earth as in heaven. Which is, well, I wouldn't say the kingdom of God is on earth no, as no, no, in no. heaven no, right now. It, the inbreaking of the kingdom. It is not yet fully okay, realized gotcha. where God... Okay, I was going to yeah, say, no, no, are no. we going to have to have an eschatology discussion? <laughs> no, we do not. Change of plans here. Different episode. Yeah, and um, N.T. Wright yeah. also would not say that the kingdom of God has been fully realized here on earth. He right, would say yeah, that it is I, the inbreaking of the kingdom has begun. It's the already not yet thing. Yeah, God um, is working now to put the world back to right. Yes. And and I totally agree with you the importance of Christmas. I mean, and and not only does it lay the foundation for like the things that are most central to Christianity, Jesus ministry and his death and resurrection, you know, the the core of the gospel. Um but even just the fact of the incarnation like you kind of hinted at is just so beautiful. The mm-hmm, fact that the god mm-hmm. of the universe would come down um there's like two passages if you don't mind that i just kind of wanted to share from real quick that yeah, are do it. maybe not not traditionally considered christmas passages but that i feel like uh are really about the message of christmas and like share the message of christmas so beautifully um the first one that is like one of my favorite christmas passages is in john chapter one it's john one starting at verse 14 i'll i'll read and it says and the word became flesh and dwelt <laughs> among us and we have seen his glory glory as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth john bore witness about him and cried out this was he of whom i said he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace for the law was given through moses grace and truth came through jesus christ no one who no one has ever seen god the only god who is at the father's side he has made him known like, that's just such a beautiful picture of, like, Jesus came into the world to reveal God's glory to us, right? To reveal the Father to us. It's this amazing picture that we can never have this kind of intimate relationship with God that we kind of take for granted as Christians without the incarnation, without Jesus Christ coming down and taking on flesh, right? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's so important. That's such an important message because... Uh, not only not only is is there the fact that if Jesus hadn't taken on humanity, he could never have atoned for our sins. He could never have defeated death for us. He could never have done all that, and he could never have revealed God to us in that way. So it's just such a beautiful, beautiful message. Um, yeah, most and the definitely. other passage, the other passage. Sorry, I know I'm kind of uh, going on a a tangent here, but the no, other passage good. that I just really love for Christmas uh, is in Philippians two, and. Uh, Philippians 2, I guess I could start in like verse 4. Paul is exhorting the Philippians to humility based on Christ's example, right? And he says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And I, and then obviously Paul goes on to talk about Christ's death as well, but mm-hmm, just that idea mm-hmm. that that the King of the universe, Jesus, the Lord of Lords, who owed us nothing at all, 
emptied himself and came down and took the form of a lowly servant. Like that's just such an amazing, amazing reality. And that's something that we should celebrate. Um, and so, and so that's why I think Christmas is just so radically important. And so such an amazing holiday for us to celebrate in the church uh, because it's the message is, is incredible and almost impossibly illogical <laughs> by the world's standards. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, the idea of God coming down and dwelling among us, emptying himself and taking the form of a servant just makes no sense according to any standard other than the Christian gospel. And it's, it's such an amazing thing we get to celebrate. Yeah. There's a, I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. So I get the artist, right? Um, yeah. Cause I thought this song was so beautiful. It, it always comes to mind around Christmas time for me. It's called how many Kings. And it's by down here, one word down here. But the okay. I haven't heard. I mean, I haven't listened to that song in years, man. It just hit me when you were talking. But it that's what it, it's a beautiful song. It, like the words to it are, "How many kings, you know, have stepped down from their thrones?" Um, so it, and it's about the incarnation, and it, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's an awesome song. So um, I actually might add that to my Christmas jams playlist that I have here on there Spotify. You go. <laughs> I'll have to check that out and. Uh... So it's How Many Kings by Down Here? Correct. Yeah, How Many All Kings right, so by Down listener, Here. Check that out. Yeah, go listen to it. Because, I mean, it's beautiful, and it sums up yeah. exactly what Andy was just talking about. It, it's a it's an awesome song. Yeah. Then, yeah, the incarnation, man, is just such an amazing reality. Like, it's it's mind-blowing, really. It's it's just so incredible. <laughs> and uh, I, I think we should absolutely take the opportunity to celebrate it. Um, but one question... Uh, maybe a follow-up to this, like we're talking about the fact that it's appropriate and good for us to celebrate the incarnation, celebrate Christmas in the church. Uh, Do you think it's appropriate for Christians to celebrate the other more secular aspects of the holiday? Like celebrate, um, and then we could get into a lot of issues, but you know, putting up Christmas trees, exchanging gifts, you know, uh, maybe even telling their kids about Santa, things like that. Where do you think, that's appropriate for believers. All right, so I'll try to I'll try to hit on all three of those real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I well, overall to three those three things, I would say uh, probably yes, it's appropriate. But um, I think as it's only appropriate if you keep the main focus, you know, the main focus. If you keep Jesus at the center of yeah. it, like I remember one thing that uh, my family always did um, that I didn't quite understand. Like I got it when I was a kid, but now that I'm older, I'm like, I feel really proud of my parents for doing this. <laughs> we always had, yeah. um, and it's, it might sound silly to some people, but on Christmas day, like when everyone would come over after we had dinner and stuff for dessert, we would have a big birthday cake that said, happy birthday, Jesus. And we would, we would actually <laughs> yes. all sing happy birthday to Jesus. That is awesome. um, and it sounds kind of silly, but that. like, I, I mean, I kind of want to do that with my kids when I have kids someday. Um, that's awesome. And it sounds silly, but like that, like for me, I remember that. And in my mind, since I remember that and that experience like touched me enough that I'm talking about this now on a podcast, uh, like that means it worked. Like my parents formative in some way. Exactly. Yeah. It was formative. My parents, uh, kept Jesus the, the main thing. And I remember we had like this little manger, this, you know, cool manger thing that we had set up, um, and we would never put the baby Jesus in the manger until Christmas Day. And that was a big deal because, you know, we yeah. fight over who gets to put Jesus in the manger. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to – because, I mean, like I said earlier, we have a Christmas tree. And, you know, we like giving gifts uh, to each other. And 
um, to family members. And the Santa thing can be kind of dodgy because it's like, do you lie to your kids? Do you not lie to your kids? Like what? That's a whole nother mm-hmm. con- conversation. Yeah. I don't think something's inherently wrong with uh giving and another thing my parents did always do well was they always talked about uh the idea of it's better to give than to receive um because i did have some family members that just you know financially they weren't capable of giving you know christmas presents uh to people and so but we would still give them presents and you know as a kid i I can remember asking like okay well how can we give them gifts but they never give us and my parents Mm -hmm. would always tell me no it's it's better to give than to receive. So I think as long as you're keeping the main thing, the main thing, go for it. Yeah, and and I mean, gift giving in and of itself, it's not just even a Christmas thing. It's like a traditionally in human existence, gift giving is a way to mark special occasions. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, it can be a good thing to do in tandem with celebrating the incarnation. But I think you're right. I think I think the key thing for Christians is is where we're centering things, how we're rooting it. Um, and because we can we can engage in a lot of these traditions like gift giving and other things like that in a way that, that in a healthier way that we can model to the world what a Christ centered way of celebrating looks like. Sure. Um, and, and and that includes you know not getting overly caught up in the kind of the spirit of consumerism that can <laughs> take hold leading up to Christmas. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe not being overly concerned. I think one of the valuable lessons parents can teach their kids, especially around Christmas time, is not to be like, I know it's fun as a kid to get gifts, but not to be overly concerned about that. Sure. And not to like, you know, um, so there's a, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. I think the way we celebrate the holiday is really important as well. Um, I thought of something today, though, about the Santa thing specifically. Okay. So, honestly, I'm not a parent. I don't have kids. <laughs> I haven't put a lot of thought into the whole Santa thing. I feel like I've always kind of leaned towards thinking I wouldn't, like, do the Santa thing with my kids. Sure. Um, but I don't have, like, a strong, strong opinion on it. But today, here's what I thought of. It's not that parents shouldn't tell their kids about Santa because Santa is bad or, like, because it's a lie or something like that. The reason parents shouldn't tell their kids about Santa is because Santa encourages works righteousness. <laughs> oh, man. That's really fun. I know exactly where you're going with this. Ex- because please Santa, expound. You know, he, has, he has the naughty and nice list. Right. And how you get presents, how you get things from Santa is by being good all year. And so <laughs> what you're teaching your kids is that the way the way to earn gifts, the way to earn favor is well by earning it right you yeah. you get gifts you get things you want because because of your performance sure and that's the exact opposite of the gospel josh the gospel is that christ came and died for us and even though we did nothing to deserve even though we rejected him and were his enemies mm-hmm. and so santa is a pelagian is what i'm saying oh man so santa's a heretic <laughs> that's not good <laughs> yeah Bummer, yeah, Santa's dude. a Pelagian, unfortunately. Uh, well, but interestingly enough, we can if we want to go this route, it could be kind of fun to talk about. Sure. Um the the man who at least kind of uh Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas, as he's yeah. known, is based off of, was actually not a heretic at all. He was not a Pelagian. Um and he's actually kind of well known for his animosity towards another heretic named Arius. <laughs> And I'm have you I'm sure you're familiar with this story, right? You've heard the story of 
of St. Nicholas at the air at the uh, Nicene Council? I don't think so. Inform me. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to look okay, stupid well, in front of our listeners. That's fine. So Andy's going to teach okay. me something, guys. So, so St. Nicholas was a bishop okay. at the at the Nicene Council, um, and part of the Nicene Council, right, was to deal with the Arian heresy. And the yep. Arian heresy, for those of our listeners who don't know, um, was basically uh, a teaching that claimed that Christ was not fully divine. He's not fully God. Rather, he's like the greatest creature. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> so um, part of the Nicene Council was was dealing with the question of whether that was an acceptable teaching or not. And and they came out saying it was not that Christ is fully divine. He's fully God. Um, and so Saint Nicholas, I don't. I think there's a debate about how historically accurate this this is. Okay. Um, but a famous story from the Nicene Council is that Saint Nicholas actually at one point got so worked up arguing against Arius. He was he's orthodox. He has good theology. He believed Christ was divine. That he punched Arius in the face, <laughs> like all good <laughs> so, Christians do. Punch yeah, heretics. And, and so, like, that's how worked up he got, was that he ended up punching Arius in the face. And so I don't know, I mean, I think there is a debate, and I think a lot of people would say that's not historically accurate. But either way, that's a fun story, um, fun story to tell about St. Nicholas. Like, that's the real Santa Claus, the guy who punches heretics in the face, you know? Yeah, I have, uh, I, so you reminded me, I actually, I did know that story because I like this meme. It's of St. Nicholas, and it says, I came to give presents to kids and to punch heretics, and I just ran out of presents. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I love uh there's a there's a meme about that with John Piper in it too, and I can't remember the exact uh Darn it, now I can't remember what it said. Oh well. Anyway. Moral of the story is Santa Claus the punches the modern heretics. conception of Santa Claus <laughs> is a Pelagian, but the real Santa Claus punches heretics. There we go. Yeah. So, all right. So, so, how about this? What if f- around Christmas time, if our kids confess heresy, you punch we them. punch them? Yeah. Is that bad parenting? So, here's here's what you should do. Every Christmas on Christmas Day, go up to your kids and be like, "Is Christ fully divine?" <laughs> and if they say no, punch, punch them. them in the throat. Yeah. What in did the throat. did it say? Where he punched them? I think traditionally it's the face. Okay. The throat is just, that's, ah, I don't want to get punched in the throat. Yeah, maybe yeah. just punch them in the face, yeah. Open fist oh. punch, too, so it's not, you know, super clenched, so you don't kill your kid, because that'd be a bummer. It's or Christmas. maybe just don't punch your kid. Maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't no abuse children. children. Don't abuse yeah. children. Theology doesn't suck, nor Andy or Josh condones the abuse of children. Yeah, we do, we do not endorse punching ch- children. That's not a good idea. No. Um... <laughs> anyway yeah so that's santa claus i don't really have an actual strong opinion i don't know I, like i said i lean towards no with the santa claus thing but i don't know for sure yeah it's a tough one man because like my uh like i mean there's this guy justin he was my youth pastor growing up and uh he's still like a mentor of mine i i talk to him rather frequently and he he never told his kids that santa was a thing because he didn't want to lie to them uh um, yeah and like i kind of think if like and I don't know that I'm sure this could change by the time I have kids, but I kind of feel like I don't want to just straight up say to my kids like Santa's not real because it could you know ruin mm-hmm. something cool for them or maybe ruin it for other kids. Um, but if I also don't want to like lie to them, so if they believe in Santa, I'm not going to propagate it as like 
you know, there's people that I know that do outlandish things like go and put fake foot like hoof prints in the snow and stuff to say that there was reindeers <laughs> there. Like that's that's dumb. That's, that's hardcore. That's straight up like you're lying to your kid. Get out of here. <laughs> so I would I don't I don't hardcore. know about stuff like that. But if I'm I'm okay sitting with my kid and letting them experience kind of like the mystery, the fun of Santa. And then once they get to an age, you know, where they're like, okay, I get it. You know, mom and dad, uh, you are Santa. Sorry to any of our listeners who did not know that. Spoiler alert. Um, I doubt we have any <laughs> listeners that young, but I would, that would be incredible if we did. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe some of our listeners in their 20s didn't know yet. That could, <laughs> uh, could be. But like, could be. once you know, once they kind of figure it out, I would rather teach them about like, the the spirit of saint you know of of christmas like the 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 positiveness of like it's better to give than to receive kind of bit and let them yeah. you know like oh no well now you get to spread the joy of santa you know by being generous to to others during this holiday season i think that's for me that seems like kind of a cool way to go about it not blatantly trying to prove it to them and once they figure it out kind of be like yeah well like let's you know now that you know you can use that and and spread joy to others by being generous gotcha okay okay well i can respect that i can respect that i yeah like i said i don't have like a a huge anti-santa thing um but anyway (laughs) you know at least i celebrate christmas josh i'm not like the rpcna guys they go hard they like don't celebrate it at all I don't know if all RPCNA guys don't, but I know like a lot of people in that vein. They think it's wrong to have any kind of like basically celebration in the church other than ordinary Sunday worship. What is I mean, what's the logic behind that? Do they think it's some kind of um, idolatry or I don't know if they think of it as idolatry, but they think of it as basically like basically the only the only day that is that should be according to them and I I don't I'm sure they could give a better argument for it than I can, but sure. the only day that should be set apart is the Lord's Day. Okay. Sunday. Oh, and okay. So, I see. You know, like it's wrong to set apart other holy days. Uh, I don't, I mean, they could give a much more compelling argument than I can, but I, I would go like to kind of go against that. I, I know I would go to, I believe it's in first Corinthians where Paul is talking about, uh, Originally, he's talking about meat sacrifice to idols, but he's talking about issues that that Christians can disagree on, basically. And one of the things he talks about is like one person one person sets apart sets apart a certain day as holy, another reveres all days alike. Like, and that's an issue of liberty for him. So there's not like holy days aren't like a specific. There's not a specific rule he gives. It's an sure. issue where Christians can differ. Um, so I don't know. Anyway. That's a whole. I don't. I'm not super knowledgeable about that, though. I just know a little bit. Sure. What? I mean, that's news mostly to me. From, <laughs> mostly from the meme pages I follow. Like some of the some of the reformed memers I follow are much are are in some of those really hardline denominations. <laughs> so they they make references to that kind of stuff. They make fun of people but, uh, like me. Yeah, and like me, <laughs> and like Andy. Uh, but yeah, my church, even though we're PCA, we we are celebrating Advent. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff for that. Yeah. The youth ministry that I'm leading at our church, we're having a Christmas party. That's cool. So we're getting pretty edgy. No but, alcohol, Andy. <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's for <laughs> youth. So 
I would hope not. <laughs> now, if it was an adult Presbyterian Christian party, there could be alcohol sure. because Presbyterians are allowed Dude, to drink. I saw um, – this is super off topic, <laughs> but I, I read a – like a I don't know if it was Pew, Pew Research or whoever put it out, but there was a study of denominations that uh, like drink – consume the most alcohol. Do you know what the number yeah. one was? Which one? Lutherans. It was Lutherans. Oh, it totally. was Lutherans followed by Methodists, which working in a Methodist church, I'll say amen to that. It's totally true. <laughs> and then non-denominational. And then really? what was interesting Pres- was Presbyterians are down there. Yeah, they were actually. Low, I didn't actually see them on the study because it only listed those top three. Or I actually I didn't oh. read it fully. But <laughs> okay, so I'm, they might be on there. But they did say that it was something like seventy-one percent of uh, you know Christians would say that drinking alcohol in it. You know that just drinking alcohol isn't a sin, but like forty yeah. some percent of them don't do it anyway. So sorry, oh. that's off topic, but yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting though. That's very interesting. I thought you for sure you were going to say PCA had the most alcohol <laughs> consumption. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, whatever church yeah, Josh goes so. to has the most alcohol consumption. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you bumped up the Methodist numbers, is what you're saying. Basically, once I leave, wherever I go, it'll be it'll it'll be higher. Yeah, okay. that's bad. Wow. I shouldn't say stuff like that. <laughs> I'm only kidding, listeners. Josh, Josh drinks in moderation. Yes, I do. I hope I do in yeah. moderation. Good. How do you feel about spiked eggnog? Well, I don't like regular eggnog. So what? But here's the thing: eggnog is so good. Contrary to the moderation thing you just said, if I had like maybe a few Christmas seasonal, you know, beverages, maybe by Sam Adams or something, maybe yep. then spiked eggnog wouldn't be so bad. But I don't like eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> I love eggnog, man. Eggnog is so good. No, I'm a oh. I'm a hater, but I think. Oh, you are a hater. What I do really wow. like, though, is Nanny, which is Noelle's grandmother, but I, I call her Nanny. Uh, her name's Florence. Okay. She's awesome. But Nanny always makes, like, this hot apple cider with, like, all these, like, spices and cinnamon and stuff in it. Mm. Uh, I'm sure that's good. That's a good Christmas drink. I, I enjoy I that. It. I believe it. That's, that sounds good. That's pretty good. Forget eggnog. I'm going with hot apple oh. cider. Eggnog is good, man. I honestly, I've actually never had eggnog with alcohol in it, but I just know it's a thing. Yeah. Well, actually, one time, <laughs> this is funny. We used to, I guess, Christmas traditions. We used to go over to my neighbor, uh, Miss Trish and Mr. Rick's house for Christmas Eve, like after church and all. We'd go there, and some other friends, like the Woods, would come over, and the Abates were the ones who hosted it. My family, and uh, we would do like gift exchange and stuff. And my little brother Justin was maybe eight or nine years old and trish uh told justin that the eggnog had alcohol in it and he believed her (laughs) and so he's walking around acting like he's inebriated and like oh "Oh, no i can feel it this is so crazy like (laughs) and we all knew it was total wow bs it was super funny i was dying that's hilarious yeah that was funny (laughs) that's incredible wow yeah well there you go there you have it Spiked eggnog. Yeah. Lie to children. Christmas Man, this, traditions. We're just yeah. not doing well with We're all children. over the map today. <laughs> so anyway, spiked eggnog, um, but most importantly, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what Christmas is really about, is Jesus. And so 
I mean, that sounds cliche. You know, you see all the signs around, like, he's the reason for the season. Right. But it is true, honestly, as Christians, like, we should be celebrating the Incarnation, and that should be a big thing for us. <laughs> and uh, no shade to our brothers and sisters who don't celebrate Christmas. Absolutely. Like, I understand. I understand your reasoning, but uh, if you do celebrate Christmas as a Christian, it should be Christ-centered. Like, you should be centered on the Incarnation of Christ and the joy that that brings and all the other stuff that you do for Christmas should flow out of that joy. Yes. It shouldn't just be like an add-on uh, to everything else you're doing. So hopefully you can keep that in mind this year. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like we're coming to a good place probably to start wrapping up. Sure. Um, I have, but I have but a did Chris- you have any other thoughts? Sure, yeah. I have, a, I have one Christmas lesson, I guess, that I might need your help okay. teaching it real quick. Um, did you ever take Greek, Andy? I have one semester of Greek. Okay, do you know do you know what the like X looking symbol in Greek is called? They use it to like represent the, it means Christ. It's a chi. It's a it's chi. Yeah. Yeah, and it means Christ. It's like a Yeah, because it's the first letter of his name in in Greek. Right. So they would write they would just write that symbol, that X looking symbol to mean Christ and like continue writing. So basically what I'm saying is <laughs> When people get up in arms about like Mary Xmas, like oh. that X is just shorthand for Christ. So haha, jokes on everybody else because jokes it just means Christ. Fools. So you guys can stop being go. so angry about it because it literally means Christ. So there you go. There it is. We All just right. put the Christ back in Christmas here on theology. But doesn't we just suck. put the Christ back in Xmas. <laughs> yeah. We did. <laughs> Oh yeah! But I thought, there you go. Theology doesn't suck. Saving saving Xmas one Greek lesson at a time. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. Well, all right. Well, we hope this is this is the last episode that's coming out before Christmas. So we hope that you have a very merry, wonderful Christmas. Yes. Um. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our incoherent ramblings. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It we, was fun. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed kind of the the lighter, fun side of of Josh and Andy because usually we're just so serious and so hardcore. serious. Um, yeah. So hopefully you you enjoyed this brief glimpse of fun. <laughs> but if you have any questions, any comments, etc., you can reach us through our website theologydoesn'tsuck.com. dot com. You can go to the contact us page. On that website, you can also find past episodes and bios about us and all that kind of stuff. Cute pictures. You can cute pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at theology doesn't suck. Uh, you're welcome to DM us there, but if you want to reach us, really tr- go through the website. That's better. And uh, other than that, uh, we are still taking questions yes. for our Q and A episode coming up. Drop them so like it's hot. So if you have any any cues. <laughs> Please submit them through the website and just make sure that you make a note in your uh, in your submission that it's for the Q&A episode. Yes, please. That you don't want us to just answer through email. Um, and that way it could be on the Q&A episode because we'd really – we'd love to get as many questions as possible uh, and get some interesting ones. So please do that. Um, I had one other thing, but I'm spacing on it. Josh, Emails, can you think of any other important – Instagram – uh man i don't totally know lost it well i'll probably remember as soon as we stop recording that's true uh but thank you all for listening oh i remember Hooray! if you're listening to this if you're listening to this right now and you are listening to it through a platform where you can rate the podcast 
please give us a good rating. Please go in there and rate us because uh, when we get good ratings, especially in the Apple Podcast yes. app, uh, it makes us more visible. It helps other people find us. So if you like what you've been listening to, if you enjoy our podcast, please go ahead and leave us a rating as well. Even if you don't like it, you should still leave us a positive rating because you're a nice person. <laughs> because it's the spirit of Christmas. It is. You're being charitable. It's a Christmas present. And kind and loving. Yeah. yeah it's a, think of it as a Christmas present to us. Yeah. yeah. So Merry Christmas so, to Josh and Andy. Five stars. Best podcast. Mic drop. Boom. Perfect. Mic drop. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you will join us next week for our, an episode that's actually really exciting. Next week coming out, we have a collaboration episode with we do. some guys from another podcast called Push the Narrative. Yes. So, uh, that's a really awesome episode. We can't wait for you to hear it. So we hope you will join us next week. Yeah. And before that, go check them out. Go check out Push the Narrative. You can find them on Push pretty much anywhere. The narrative. Pretty much anywhere. There you go. <laughs> so peace, love, and chicken grease. Have a Merry Christmas. Awesome love you. Merry Christmas.